Welcome to the Money, Mindset and Miracles podcast, helping you to grow a predictable and scalable month of high income from your business as gracefully as possible. I'm Rachel Smith, business coach, mindset expert and the founder of Momentum Mastermind, your 90-day sprint to scaling your business to 5k. Join me every week as I dive into the tips, inspirational stories and strategies that are going to support you on your journey to growing your awesome business. Hello and a really warm welcome to another episode of the Money Mindset and Miracles podcast. I'm Rachel Smith, your host here, and I am absolutely delighted to introduce our next guest, who is Lisa Rees. Lisa is actually my go-to expert in her world of expertise, which is all things website. So let me just introduce Lisa formally, and then we'll get into her topic, which is going to be absolutely awesome today. Just to give you a little flavor of what Lisa's going to be talking about is that she's going to share with you how you can use your website as the hub of your business and imp- and how you can improve like leads and sales from your website, which I think is such an interesting topic and one that we're going to get into today. So let me do the formal bit first. Just to set it into context, so Lisa is also known, well, I didn't give you your business name, actually. Lisa is um, the founder of Wonderful World of Websites, but she's also known as a website wonder woman, and you're definitely going to get that in a minute. Um, She's been running her business since 2015, and her mission is to help women to make the most out of their websites to be able to so that they can grow their businesses online. She specializes in WordPress website creation, support training and strategy focusing on making tech simple, non-scary and as fun as possible. You're definitely going to get a flavor of that. So Lisa, I know your story, but it'd be really interesting for my audience to also just hear now, how did you come to be this website expert and be running a successful business? Could you just share with us a little bit of that? Um, so when my younger daughter um, was younger, um, she's nearly 18. She's 18 next month now. Um, when she was about two or three, uh, I had to leave work because she had an ongoing illness. Um, just before she started school, actually. So she must have been about two Um and then, obviously, when she went to school, she had lots of time off, but I had to look after her. And so being, like, the bored parent, because I'd always worked, I'd always done things with my brain, I took a course in websites and SEO, um, which turned into a blog about girls' party ideas. Um, so the more I blogged, the more visitors I was getting. Um, my kids loved it because they had parties every week. <laughs> just so I could write a blog about them. Um, But what happened then, I was getting about 40,000 visitors a month to this website um, after about a year. And I started putting a bit of affiliate marketing on, which is like little adverts and things like that. So I was getting a couple of hundred quid a month for it. Um, Then my husband got made redundant. So we both had to apply for jobs and I found a job first. So the website kind of fell to the wayside. Um, I tried to start lots of businesses online because it was really difficult with my daughter's illness. Um, One business I started was personalised chocolate wrappers. Um, So I used to make the chocolate bar wrappers um, because I was quite creative. Um, And I 
won a place on a WordPress course. So I created my own website with WordPress. Um, I loved doing the chocolate bars, but there was so little money in it. Um, and I was working loads of hours making tiny little chocolates as well. Um, like, you know, the little wedding favour type things um, and all that type of stuff. And it was just not really worth my while. Um, so I kind of left the website stuff. And then in 2015, um, I was working in a pub at the time. And me and my husband split up and we were split up with five years. We're back together now because everyone always asks me that. <laughs> um, and someone said to me, oh, you need some extra money now. You're a single parent. Do you want to create your website? So I was like, yeah, shit, how much will you charge? I said, oh, 50 quid. And then she referred me to someone else and I charged them 150. I went, I thought, actually, I'm quite good at this because they kept referring me. So I went around local businesses and asked them if they wanted a website for 150 quid for, to create a portfolio. And they passed my details on. They passed my details on. And eight years later, people are still asking me. <laughs> but I'm pleased to say that your prices are... Uh, they much higher now. <laughs> yeah, I love that, that you were just like, oh, let's have a... And it, it's a lot like my own um, experience with businesses. That I didn't really intend to run a business, you know, very much felt like an accidental entrepreneur. And I think there's, you know, there's a real... There's often like those points in our lives where actually working traditionally wasn't going to work for you, wasn't supporting your family's needs. And here you are now, this amazing website um, expert. Um, And one of the things that you're going to talk to us about today is how we can really utilize our websites and help use that website as it's meant to be. And uh, you must see this all the time but I think lots of people just have it on their to-do list like I need um you know I need a domain name I need a website um I need to be on social media I need to be creating content and, and all of these things that people believe that they need and it's like tick 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 that's it I can run a business now but especially for service-based businesses I think that often there's a missed opportunity to really use your website to drive sales to your business rather than just relying on social media. So can you talk us through how people can like really utilize their websites, Lisa? I think you just hit the nail on the head really about where you said about service-based businesses, because I always say if you've got a shop or like an actual physical location, you do all these like advertising um, techniques to drive people to that shop. Um, And it's exactly the same if you're working online, but that shop, that physical shop would be online, your actual website. So all the other things that you do would be driving the traffic then to that website, which is like the home of your business. Um, I think there's so many different things that you can do, um, but lots of people, they get stuck stuck on the actual advertising things and, you know, the building of the relationships, but then they're not really sending them anyway. It's like bits everywhere. So to bring it all together... Um, what I always say is the the website is in the centre of everything and then all the other things you do should be driving people to there, exactly the same as if you had a shop. Mm. Um, but obviously it is your shop, I suppose, online, whether you're selling products, services, whatever. Um, so things like social media, 
um, paid advertising, any referrals, search engine optimization, email marketing, all that sort of stuff that we do to get our business out there and all those marketing efforts should be directed to one place. Um, only because if you're directing it to lots of different places, you're getting lots of bits of everything. Um, but if you direct it all to one place, then they can all combine to really increase your marketing efforts. Um, I know people who've just, um, <laughs> I actually spoke to someone not long ago and she said, I've got a website, but I don't actually need it. I'm really, really good on social media. Um, and it's really great. And I get loads of people. That's so why I haven't been using my website at all. And I actually spoke to her last week and she she got banned off social media for a month and she um, lost wow. a massive part of her business. Yeah. Um, so it is something, like I always say, don't put all your eggs in one basket, spread them out, but have something at the centre of that then. Um, because like you said, you can't do everything. But the little things that you do then will build up into the one thing in the middle, which is your website. So if you've got, you know, if you're somebody who's like, right, okay, that makes sense, because sending somebody to your website keeps them in your world, yes. not on a social media platform where they might be seeing other lots of other people and getting distracted. So if you're like, okay, I need to do this, how can people start to... Draw, you know, how the, can we join up our websites to all of the other activities that we're doing? I think that, you know, like where is the centre of it is that your website's got to work for you. Um, so I always say that there's lots of people, they say to me, oh, my website's not getting any traffic. Um, I'm doing all these other things and they're working better and my website's not really doing anything. But that's because, like you said, they're not connecting the dots of all of it and using that as the hub. Um, they concentrating on all the little bits, but not on the bigger picture. Um, and people come to me and say, how do I increase the traffic to my website? I have to apologise because after a laryngitis last week and my voice is still not proper back yet. Um, so uh, what I say is always look at your website first and make sure there's eight things, um, which I will name in a minute, um, that I always say that you should have on your website that will make that process easier and get your website working for you. So many people pay for a website or create their own website and they invest time and money into it and then just leave it there and expect it to do something for them, then they just don't touch it. And I always use um, the thing that you wouldn't pay someone to work in your business like an employee for a year and expect them to do absolutely nothing and have no communication with them and just leave them sit in a corner and just do nothing. <laughs> People would be really annoyed with that. Um, and it's the same thing on your website. So I always say to people, the first thing I always say is, what is your website mission? What do you want your website to do? Um, and everyone says to me, oh, I wanted to make sales. I wanted to make me money. But how are you going to get it to do that? Um, so basically, it's like the goal of your website. So for me, um, there's very, very few people who will just go on my website and buy something. So for me, um, the first step to them working with me is that they might see a bit about me on social media or I might have met them or something um, or they might have read something on my website and then they think actually I want to find out more so then the goal of my website is to automate the process of booking a call so that is usually the first step people take to work in with me um, 
and you don't have to have one website mission. Like some people will add secondary missions, such as um, adding them to their mailing list so they can build that relationship um, if they're not ready to book a call with them and stuff yet. Um, the second thing is clear calls to action. So you might know that you want people to book a call though, but if they don't make that really obvious um, on your website, um, I see so many websites. I was looking at a sales page the other day and I was going to say to the lady, oh, you haven't got a button on yet for them to do anything. And she did, but they were squashed in between the text and they were the same colour as the rest of her website. And it just completely blended in. Um, and I'm a real scan reader as well. So I like things to jump out at me. Um, so make these calls to action as clear as possible on sales pages like, buy this now, not this, You obviously the name of your product and stuff like that. Um, I always remember on my website many moons ago, I used to have something like oh, become a website queen or something like that. What did that even mean? Do you know what I mean? If I didn't know what it meant, people are not going to click on it. Just buy my course or whatever it is that it's called. It's re- make things really, really obvious. Um, when people land on your website, you should always give them a call to action um so they could have been following you on social media they could have been like um met you at a networking event and they've just landed on your website and they're ready to take that next step you don't want them to go looking for it um if they have no idea who you are that's when we go into what's called the customer journey so from when they land on your website you've got to virtually hold their hand and take them around your website um it's a no, I didn't know this until a couple of months ago, but the menu bar in your web on your website is very little used. I think only 40% of people, something like that, use the actual menu bar. Um, Google loves internal linking. So, for example, as people go through your page, you take them to another page, you take them to another page because they stay in for as long as possible on your website. Um, so, like, on my homepage, I've got a little bit about me and then it says read more about website Wonder Woman or something like that. I don't know what's my, my own website. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so then you're constantly taking them. What do they need to know next? What do they need to know next before they can achieve their website mission? And use those call to actions. Every time you give them some other piece of information, use another call to action to, you know, do you want to book a call yet? No, what else do you need to know? Do you want to book a call yet? No, what else do you need to know? And obviously, like I said, if, you know, people might not, do it the first time, um, but then get them on your mailing list um, and get them that way. Number four is know your ideal client because so many people say to me, um, I don't know what they want to know next or I don't know how to talk to them um, and it's because they don't know their ideal client. So it's not something that I, you know, I my area of expertise is ideal client, but I know on my website I'm speaking to a certain group of people so I normally work with like um, female coaches and business owners, but a lot of people think, oh, right, okay, it's going to put other people off. Um, but I've done about three websites for men this year um, because people have just referred me. So my glittery pink princessy website <laughs> hasn't put anybody off. And do you know what? I think it it is my personality, but that loads of people say to me, oh, I work there because I like your website. So I'm obviously attracting the people that I like working with as well. Um, I have to 
change my list now so I remember what number five is <laughs> number five is showing that you're the expert so blogging is a brilliant way to drive in traffic to your website um I actually had a call with someone this morning who wants to increase her traffic and we've done a few tweaks um but she said I'm writing blogs all the time and nobody's viewing them and we had a look and she was writing these blog posts with the title was just something random um and I said, what you need to do it, you need to go on answerthepublic.com and you need to type in what you do. Like, for example, I would type in WordPress and it will give me all the questions people are asking about WordPress. Because when people are typing things in Google, they don't type in blog titles. They type in questions or symptoms or whatever. Um, so they are the things that are most likely to be found. So I actually after a session with you the other day Rachel I asked chat GBT GPT we can never say this can we <laughs> to write me some blog titles and one of them was um five strategies to um make do maximum impact on your website or something like that and it's one of my most viewed blogs because that must be something people are actually typing in um questions are really good like how to create a website I wrote that a few weeks ago and that's my second um most popular blog but people type in questions so when you answer them you were shown as the expert but don't forget to put like the call to action at the bottom and get them to actually do something I'd done a strategy session with a lady before and she had hundreds of views to her website blog um this blog on her website and um she literally just everyone dropped off after that because she had no call to action so, it's like, thanks for the information. Yeah. What yeah. do I do next? Mm. Um, six, is that? I can't count now. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> easy to use and pay. So um, I was having a conversation with my daughter, and I found this a lot. So my eldest daughter is 24. She doesn't like to speak to people, as in she's got like a bit of social anxiety, that type of stuff. She wants to go on a website, and she wants to give people her money. And they don't want to take it. They're like, contact me to pay. Let's have a chat. But, you know, if you've got a low-cost item, make it easy for people to pay for stuff on your website, um, which leads me on to number seven, which is funnels and automation. Um, when people land on my website, they can click to have a chat with me. They can buy things straight away if they want. Or they can, you know, if they want to book a call, when they click that button, it gets taken to a calendar where they can book in. It gets added to their calendar. They get a little form to say, what is it you want to talk about? Um, everything is automated to save me doing it. Um, and with funnels, I've got freebies that they sign up for the freebie. They get added to my mailing list. And then, you know, they you start building those relationships. Um, the last thing was to collect email addresses if you don't do anything else on your website. And this is something that you've taught me. <laughs> um, they, do, they do say that the money's in the list and it's something I've always left. And now I'm like, I wish I'd done this earlier, um, is building up your email list. Um, because that, like we said at the beginning, that's something you own. Um, you've always got a list of all, you know, potential clients. Um, so if you don't do any of these things on your website, at least collect people's email addresses. Yeah, so the key things are really clear calls to action. And I think that's really fundamental. People forget to put them in the blog post, don't they? Like you're saying with that particular client. And then the second one is use it to like connect with people, but also encourage them to grow, like 
join your email list because that allows you to like take the relationship to that next level as well, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think it's just using it. Like when you've got that goal, you know what you want to use your website for. So you can see if that is what is being used for then. Like yeah. I was last weekend, I think I was out and about, which I always am on the weekend, but I had three people booking for calls this week. So I yeah. wasn't even there and it all automated and they're there in my diary ready for this week and I know what they want to talk about. And that's the dream, isn't it? That, yeah. you know, the messages that we're pumped all the time is like, you know, automate your your business, have clients on tap, all of this stuff, but actually systemizing your website actually makes it happen. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much, Lisa. And before we finish today, a question that I ask all of my guests is, obviously you've been in business for a little while now. If you were starting out from scratch, what is the one thing that you would do differently that you'd like to share with the audience? Not to listen to everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't mean like um, you've been in my world a long time. I trust you with judgment. And I, you know, you were a coach of mine for a long time. And I think that it's so easy now with the amount of people online to just go after that next big thing. Like this will make you this, this will do this in your business. And then you try and do all the things and you end up doing nothing. Um, yes. So you know, stick to those people you really trust and that can really help you in your business um, and ignore the rest. <laughs> yeah, it's like something that you can choose to get involved in after you've got, you hit your milestones. But yeah. just like what you were sharing about the website is that you, if you're not using it strategically and having that clear plan about how your website supporting business, it's going to be really difficult to go back and actually review whether or not that's working. So yeah. I love the idea of your eight steps and the fact that it's about really ensuring that it's it, it's working for you. And, you know, the fact that you can be out and you get three sales calls booked in is absolutely amazing, Lisa. Very brilliant. Um, for anybody who's like, oh, I like Lisa's very <laughs> approachable um, approach to websites and all techie things, you know, how are people best keeping in touch with you, Lisa? So obviously, I'm going to say they need to visit my website. <laughs> yes. And what is your website? It's wonderfulworldofwebsites.com. Thank you. Yeah. So on, the, on any particular page that you'd like them to head to um it depends so i do um done for you services and i do do it yourself services so like courses and um tech membership tech support membership that type of stuff but if people are interested in what i've been speaking about today i do have a free course which is planning your website strategy um and it comes with a lovely little workbook and a series of videos that people can work through to like just plan that strategy for their website and get it working for them and, and that's going to be such a brilliant tool for anybody because you have this no-nonsense approach to techie stuff. So even if you're like, I can't do techie stuff, believe me, when you look at Lisa's content, you will be able to do techie stuff. Thank you so much, Lisa. I really appreciate you being here. And I'm looking forward to seeing how people kind of approach their website differently in the future after listening to your eight steps. Thank you so much for being here.